Do you love women in charge dynamics? Are you ready to take your feminine dominance skills to the next level? To learn to dominate safely, creatively, and most of all, confidently? Looking for information on how to encourage growth, learning, and discipline in your power dynamic? Or maybe you want to learn how to really submit in a woman-led dynamic. Are wondering how to find the right dominant partner for you? And to learn and train to please her the best way possible. You're in luck. FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge is happening online June 10th through 12th and is now open for registration. Get your ticket to get access to the special learning and interactive events leading up to the weekend. Enjoy Femdom-centered content to share and discuss. Plus, get your personal invite to a special Discord server to meet other Women in Charge enthusiasts, to get to know each other, and connect before and after the event. Find out more at womenincharge.info. That's womenincharge.info. Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. I was once in a communication class taught by Lee Harrington. He quoted George Bernard Shaw and said, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Someone in that class with me took that to mean that you might as well give up because you will never actually communicate. It's all an illusion. Want to guess how often they threw that up at me and eventually others in their discussions over the next year? Want to guess how many of those people eventually gave up on them and their flippant attitude after trying so hard to really reach them through their pain? Well, the number is the same. And as sad as that makes me to say, it was even sadder to go through and finally give up. But I did, for me, and truthfully for them, trying to show them another way was hurting them where they were. And that communication harmed them in ways that could not be fixed with words alone, or at least not with my words, or the words I and others were able to offer at the time. And while I wasn't thinking about this when I wrote today's cast, I realize that it illustrates it perfectly. Communication is a tool, not a solution. It's a common mistake to treat communication as a solution rather than a tool to reach a solution. I've made that mistake quite a lot. And I watch people make that mistake over and over in their own relationships and in advice to others. Communication does not fix things. Let me explain. Right now, in the local kinky discord I run for the RDU Triangle area of North Carolina for kinksters who want to meet others, shoot me a note if you want details on how to join, as I write this about a week ago, we are having a conversation about the three classic solutions to any problem. More lube, bigger hammer, more duct tape. And I agreed and offered as kink corollaries, more lube, always, communicate, more rope, which is a joke. And also how we often think of communication as something that will fix other things. And just a bit earlier this morning, again, when I'm writing this over a week ago, I said in the daily questions channel, 
I think a lack of communication is almost always a contributing factor in relationship endings and much more rarely than people think the primary culprit. Someone replied, I can say that not communicating our concerns and differences did not make the situation better. The concerns and differences were the problem, but not communicating killed any chances of the relationship surviving. Yes, chances. That's the key. Consider this. What were the probabilities at that time being the people you were and the problems you had? And survival versus thrival is always a big thing in my mind. Communication only works positively if people want to work together. The problem is that whenever someone comes to a group with a problem with their partner, the answer is communicate as if that will solve things. But it won't necessarily. Because no matter how much you communicate, if you are missing a few key elements, you will still have the problem or you may create even more problems. Priorities, openness, respect, compassion, autonomy. That's not to say that communication in those cases will not get you something that looks like what you want in the short term anyway. It's simply saying that any of those things being missing when you communicate will not result in a positive result for your relationship survival or more importantly, thrival, because you are not compatible. And I've talked about this before. In 2019, I wrote, communication is not the most important part of a relationship, kinky or otherwise. I'll include the link in the show notes, and it was actually reposted here on Throwback Thursday last week. But that was sort of a prelude to this writing. I said, Because without that appreciation, you will run into communication killers. Those things that will make your conversations into arguments and your collaborations into battles. You'll lose the benefit of the doubt to get you through stressful times, hurtful times. You'll try to make them over or run their lives or create rules like you might for a child. And well, that rarely goes over well. So today I'm laying the groundwork for a short series on communication and why it is not a fix any more than a hammer is a fix. And how just like a hammer, it can do good and it can do harm. And are you even communicating? Or are you just saying words at someone? Before I launch into the ways that communication, no matter how well-intentioned, can and will fail when those five things are missing in your relationship, Let's talk about what communication is and whether you are actually communicating. Because I'm pretty sure we've all been talked at. And I'm pretty sure we've all talked at others. And in all of those cases, I'm going to bet that the person doing the talking would have said they were communicating. I say that communication needs two things to be communication. One, the message needs to be received. Two, the message needs to impart the intended information. Let's look at these two very simple but easily missed ideas. One, the message needs to be received. Seems obvious, right? In my communications class and book, Understand Me Now and That's in Order, 
I use the example of my standing in one room of my house with the door shut, talking to my partner who is in another room on the other side of the house with the door shut in a normal tone of voice. Barring mobile phones, supernatural hearing, or ESP, my partner will not hear me, therefore I've not communicated. Correct? Yes, I know it is. And yes, I know you can probably think of ways that they can hear me that don't include those three things, but that's just quibbling and doesn't help us move forward. And there are other ways that this applies, like covert contracts, which I've talked about quite a bit, unspoken expectations that you transmit through actions or behaviors to manipulate a situation to get what you want. A clue to recognizing these is the thought, I did fill in the blank. They should know it's only fair that they fill in the blank. That's not communication. Two, the message needs to impart the intended information. And this is where most communication fails and where it really becomes a skill needing lifelong practice because it can fail in so many ways. Let's look at a few of those ways. A, the communicator does not use the right words. And by this, I mean they may speak a different language or they've not honed their vocabulary. B, the communicator and the receiver do not share the same meanings and associations with the words being used. C, the receiver is not open to the communicator's words or intent and is shut down. D, The communicator is not sensitive to the receiver's needs. E, the communicator is not aware of the receiver's trauma. F, the communicator is not speaking in good faith to share information, but to manipulate. G, the communicator's body language and words are at odds. So despite verbal or written clarity, the wrong information is transmitted. I could probably come up with a few more, but I'd like to move on, and we'll cover some of these further in the series. Chances, that's the key. To go back to what I was saying before, even if your communication is spot on, if you do not have compatibility, openness, respect, compassion, and autonomy in your relationship, then what are the chances that your relationship will survive or thrive being the people that you are and the problems you have. Chances, that's the key. To go back to what I was saying before, even if your communication is spot on, if you do not have the priorities, openness, respect, compassion, and autonomy in your relationship, then what are the chances that your relationship will survive or thrive being the people you are and the problems you have? And is that your only goal? Because that's not how communication works. Because it's not a solution. In a relationship, your priorities, openness, respect, compassion, and autonomy, which are all ultimately your compatibility, is the solution. Just a few weeks ago, I wrote, Guaranteed, fix 70% of your basic bitch relationship problems with this one simple trick and talked about how important partner selection is, how critical that you gauge your compatibility. And it is. And 
Yes, communication is hugely useful there, critical, maybe the best, even only tool for that job, and not used nearly often enough in the early stages to prevent so many future issues. It's still not a solution. The compatibility or lack thereof is the solution, whether for good or ill. If you don't have compatibility, communication and sheer stubbornness can possibly keep you together over time. I think we've all been there. But it can't make it really work. It can't make you thrive. It can't fulfill your fantasies and teach you how to walk on air or show you what love is. And I guess that's where I'll leave you today. In the upcoming short series, I'll write about how communication interacts with priorities, openness, respect, compassion, and autonomy in relationships and give examples. What are your thoughts? Am I wrong and communication is a solution, not just a tool? Do you feel that communication is ever harmful, even when it seems to do good? What do you believe is, or should be, the ultimate goal of communication within a relationship? Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky. It's built by Kinksters for Kinksters, Poly, Queer, Trans Folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.